0: From the Not A Foodie Studio, which is not a studio, and today is for reasons that we will say later, being recorded in Mike Moranti's apartment on set. It's the Not a Foodie Show! Hey, Mike. In
1: Hamilton Heights.
0: Hamilton Heights, New not York. Not
1: Queens. Not Greenpoint. <laughs> not Harlem. Not Harlem. Hamilton Heights. Hamilton
0: Heights. My new apartment. NYC. So, it's the Not a Foodie Show. I'm Tommy Alley, and with me, as always, is Mike Moranti. And who's uh, who's that on the couch next to you?
1: Nashville. He's a very good boy.
0: Oh, a very good boy.
1: And he's not, you You guys aren't even going to know he's
0: here, he's very quiet. <laughs> not like my dog, Jewel, um, who has to insert herself into every <laughs> every interaction, human and otherwise. Uh, so, not a foodie show, like um, episode two of the new season. Um, for those of you who listened to our radio show, we are not doing the radio right now, we're just going to keep doing podcasts because we've got a bunch of other things that we are doing, which we will talk about later in the show. But, let's start as always with...
1: Food news. It's food news.
0: <laughs> like, do you want to go first? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, what do you got?
1: Um, a fast food worker, a Panera, a Panera Bread employee, uh-huh. showed how they make uh, mac and cheese at Panera Bread. Oh yeah. It's a sous vide. Yep. Um, anytime stories like this go viral, it kind of blows my mind because, like, the point of fast food is that it's the same thing in yeah. every location. So you can't have somebody do it. My handful of uh, cheddar cheese is different than your
0: hand. Back back this up. Like back it up for a second and explain what the video was. Because people who know how fast food works or really know how restaurants work were not shocked by this. But like all of a sudden this woman was fired and everything like that. So what was the video?
1: They cook macaroni and cheese in boiling water like sous vide.
0: Yeah. So it's like already made mac and cheese in um, a vacuum sealed pouch that they throw into a vat of boiling water and boil it inside the bag and then snip the bag open and put it in a ball and serve it to you, which most fast food places utilize sous vide. Sous vide is something that like, uh, that gourmet chefs sort of found out or started experimenting with like 20 years ago. For like
1: different textures and things like that.
0: But I mean, it's been popular in the food service industry for forever, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for years. Um, so yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on this?
1: I think it's a non-story.
0: I think it's a non-story too. So, uh, I'm glad you brought it up on food news for. Well, for no, but
1: time. I like people were talking about, it, posting about it. And I'm like, who who cares? Um, that literally, the point of McDonald's is you can go to McDonald's in New York City, you can go to McDonald's in Wyoming, you can go to McDonald's in China, and the Big Mac will taste the same in every location. Right. Um, my buddy was trying to tell me that one Shake Shack in at the Madison Square. Park Shake Shack is like the best tasting Shake Shack. And I told oh. him, no, you idiot. The point of fast food is that they all taste exactly the same and it's all in your head. Right. And he went, wait, wait, wait. And I went, no, 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 you're wrong. And I'm not engaging you anymore in
0: this. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that the first Shake Shack was probably really, really good. But once they decided that they were going to be a chain and that they were going to have to expand, that you've you got to figure out a way to replicate your meals It's everywhere. called Standard Operating Procedures.
1: Yes. And for like a standalone restaurant, you'll have standard operating procedures for like one restaurant, but for chains and stuff, every single thing that they do is so it can be replicated, right. taught, replicated, and dumbed down and made it easy as possible to make to maximize your profits.
0: Good. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I'm can, can. I going to jump in on this, and this is not part of my food news, but since we're talking about fast food, I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The McRib is back. Yeah. <laughs> The McRib is awesome. The McRib is back and the McRib is great and I love the McRib and I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Also
1: the McRib tastes the same every
0: time. Yes, it yeah. does. I love the McRib. The McRib is the first like limited time only that Viral I can food. Yeah, like I, you know, now you've got, you know, uh those the Dorito Loco Tacos and things like that that are sort of they come around once in a while. No, but they're like, just there. They it's are there. The Like, But there was like ghost pepper tacos yeah. and things like that. Like those are limited time only. The McRib is the first limited time only, and I, I it, you got to give it some cred for being OG. Hot take uh, as far as seasonal McDonald's food goes. Yeah, Shamrock
1: Shake significantly better than the McRib.
0: <laughs> the thing about the McRib, I don't know if you know this. There's no announcement. It's not seasonal. Like it's. It doesn't it, just come it out of the box. Well, that was the rumor a long time ago, but now it's just like no one knows why. Like pork prices are high right now. Why are they putting out you know McRib? But like no one knows exactly what the formula is for when they release it, and that I think adds to the mystique of McRib.
1: McDonald's back in the day wanted to do chicken nuggets, but they didn't think they could afford it, and they were consulting with Ray Dalio. And Ray, who's Ray Dalio? Ray Dalio is the founder of Bridgewater, which is the number one hedge fund in the world. Right. Um, and he like explained it to them as a, as like a function or like a machine of like the cost of food and the cost of chicken and everything and why they will be able to afford it. And then they put it on the menu. So Ray Dalio is about thirty percent responsible for chicken
0: oats. All right. Well, <laughs> there we go. All right. So. Here's my food news, um, and you have to have heard of this. Uh, you heard of what uh, Glenn Livitt was doing? Oh, the, the Scotch pods. Yeah, Tide pods that are mm-hmm. <laughs> that are Scotch. Um, people people
1: shit on millennials and Gen X, and then they just copy them.
0: Well, I, I, no one shits on Gen X, by the way. Gen but, X, we're no, just cool. We're in the what, corner. I'm sorry, Gen Z, not Gen X. These. Yeah, yeah, Gen Z. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know what why they're doing this i don't know if it is a if it's a gimmick if it's just you know if it's something that they're just trying something new to create a buzz or if there is actually some reason to enjoy i mean scotch
1: they got buzz for sure but,
0: i mean the buzz is crazy but how,
1: how many people do you think use twitter had never heard of glenn Libby before
0: oh i don't know yeah no that's that's true glenn Libby is my go-to scotch yeah but
1: you're you're a 40 year old man scotch drinker 45 yeah and like 20-year-old white girls who use uh, Twitter, don't drink Glenlivet. Yeah. But now they know that Glenlivet Tide Pods exist.
0: It's, it's apparently, like, it was a lot of thought went into these. They were created by mixologists. Um, there's the, the actual wrapper that these pods come in are, like, I think they're seaweed-based. And they are meant to reflect, like, the taste of the scotch that's in there. And there's an article in Forbes Are you saying, I, well, I wasn't going to until I read this article that says, ignore all the haters, go out and try them because they're actually really good and really interesting. So I think it's, when I first saw this, I was like, fuck this. This is, yeah, I, this is crazy. Like, I like my scotch, how I like my scotch. But now, and, and then I, I dismissed it as a gimmick. But now I am, I'm ready to, I'm ready to try it. I'm ready to dive in and try Tide pod scotch. <laughs> All right, you have any other food news?
1: No, I think I think one, and one in one
0: the macrame is good. I got I have one more thing, and I... it's, it's a silly little thing, um, mm. and it is it is food related. So, so you know how Mark Zuckerberg has been having dinners at his house. With all right, with not all right, but with lots, lots of crazy conservative people, and you know he's been coming of flack. Cause like, why are you having dinner? Why are you hosting dinners at your house with all of these, um, with all these people, and you're not giving equal time to people opposing viewpoints? And blah 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 blah. So anyway, he he hosts these dinners, and do you know what he he loves to do? Uh, do you know Mark Zuckerberg will only eat meat if he kills it himself? That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's true. Is that what you're asking me? No, that's no. not it. Okay. You know what he cooks, though? What his like obsession is? No. He is geekily obsessed with barbecue and creating his own barbecue in his backyard. So, so, he, so does, he kills the
1: animal first. I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I cannot attest to how the animal, how the dead piece of flesh ends up on his barbecue grill. But he's got a couple big green eggs in his backyard, and there's always a live stream of him like barbecuing and doing stuff like that. He discovered. Live streaming and or not discovered live streaming. He, he discovered barbecue. Stream. He did not. He might have also invented barbecue. Oh my god! Come he invented
1: Facebook live streaming at barbecue.
0: <laughs> All because he couldn't get a date in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had, he hosts these dinners and um, he live streams and I find it sort of well. I'm just gonna play it. if I could find this video. All right, I got this video queued up, Mike. You ready? So mm-hmm. um, he uses one particular ingredient more than others. And this is, ai am going to show you, this is a super cut. I'm going to hold my phone up to the mic, hopefully it works because we're very high tech here. Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. That is going on the ribs. Sweet Baby
1: Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's is very good. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. We have just applied the Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet this Baby Ray's. This is all from one sweet episode, too. He's wearing the same shirt. So it has to be for one live stream.
0: Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that he says Sweet Baby Rays a number of times. And the tweet that I read um, who by Ryan Mack, who is the senior tech reporter at BuzzFeed, says, this is an incredibly brave on-camera statement from Mark Zuckerberg about those dinners he's been serving at his home. And it's just a super cut of him saying Sweet Baby Rays. So, yes, I chuckled when I saw this, but I was like, This is bullshit. I call bullshit on this. Like, if you are so crazy where you're gonna go out and kill your own meat and you're gonna try to perfect barbecue at home, why? And I love Sweet Baby Rays. Why are you gonna slap something that you didn't make yourself? Barbecue sauce is the easiest thing in the world to make. Like, why are you gonna do that? I'm sure he makes his own barbecue rub. Like, why is he going out and buying? This horrible – it's not horrible. It's actually pretty good. You just said you loved it. It's actually pretty <laughs> no, good. Tom, I'm, not, I'm but, very conflicted with your opinions but here. Sweet Baby Ray's is something that if I was going to – if I needed to put a whole bunch of stuff in a slow cooker, um, I'd pour some Sweet Baby Ray's in it and that was it. If I was going to cheat my way through barbecue, I would cheat my way using Sweet Baby Ray's. But he needs to create his own barbecue. You know sauce. what he should have just done? He
1: should have just bought the Sweet Baby Ray's. Oh, there uh, we go. Much better. Yeah. He should have just bought the Sweet Baby Ray's. Uh uh-huh. And he should have just used it and said, oh, this is my own barbecue sauce. <laughs> also, side note, Mark Zuckerberg could also just buy Sweet Baby Ray's, the company, well, I mean, and
0: call it his own barbecue sauce as well. Yeah, that's what he did with Facebook. I mean, it was MySpace, and then he just took it and slapped his name on it and said, he improved it a little bit and said, now it's Facebook. So, so Mark Zuckerberg, um, if, you know, I'm sure that you're listening in because you listen to everything all the time. Um, hit us up cause I want to teach you how to make your own barbecue sauce and I've got a couple killer recipes. Um, and also stop having, uh, dinners that you host like crazy neocons.
1: Tucker Carlson. Um, yes. And Lindsey
0: Graham. All right. We've got a show for you today and, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about, let's get into it. Let, let's let's just it. get into we're it. We're not even taking a break. No, let's we're just, just going to go into it. Why are we in your apartment? Because I have a bomb ass kitchen
1: now. <laughs> I, if you look, listen to any other episode of this show, I've never been happy about my kitchen. Uh-huh. Now I have a bomb-ass kitchen with a dishwasher and an island.
0: Yes. I, I, I agree that you have a kitchen with a dishwasher and an island. I wouldn't call it go so far as to call it bomb-ass, but I could see why you would call it bomb-ass, <laughs> and I love it. Um, I love that you're you're cooking. Now. Yeah.
1: So we're going to start doing a cooking vlog.
0: Yeah. So we're not doing a radio show anymore. <laughs> um but uh, we've, been, we've been thinking about uh, some ideas of things to do video content-wise, and Mike had this, uh, this idea, and we're producing it, and we're putting it together. Mike, why don't you uh, just say what it is?
1: It's a Sopranos cooking YouTube series. I'm watching all 86 episodes and cooking my way through it. Every, so we're going to do one episode of the cooking show per episode of The Sopranos, where we cook a dish that they speak about or reference or eat or that describes the episode. So uh, last week we made meatballs. Today we're making stuffed mushrooms. Uh, I'm eventually going to have to make a lobster. Um, you are to, really intimidated by bake. the lobster. I don't want
0: to kill something.
1: I'm oh, not Mark Zuckerberg. A, I'll
0: do it. I do it every week because I eat lobster every week. Hey. <laughs> but I think it's – so I think it's – a great concept and I am, um, I'm excited to be working on it with you and I, I'm excited to watch you cook. Um, it's going to be really hard for me not to just jump in on camera and, and help cook because you know me, that's my passion. Plus, my kitchen's under construction, so I haven't cooked anything real in you know a couple weeks, so I'm just jonesing to cook. So it's going to be hard for me to stay behind the camera on this one, but I'm going to do my best.
1: Um, it's actually pretty incredible. I, I told Tom this idea and he's just like, okay, let's do it. So Tom is shooting, producing, editing this entire thing that I was like, oh, this might be cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I was like, "Yep, let's do it. We're doing it. We're doing, we're gonna we're gonna aim to do eighty six episode, right? episode. episodes, right? Eighty six episodes. Eighty six So we're gonna try to do you know one a week, um, but that's not gonna be <laughs> sustainable. So I'm sure we'll take a break at some point, but we're gonna keep going until so it's we probably get gonna take about out. two years. And um, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. So if you know of any, I mean, so what's the working title right now? So
1: the title is No Fucking ZD." Which what? is a the great,
0: fucking ZD now? It's
1: a great title. It's a great it's from the first episode of The Sopranos. AJ Soprano says it. But uh, we're not sure about the cursing in the uh in the, title. in the title.
0: Yeah, I mean, we want to be sponsor friendly.
1: I also don't hate manjing with Maranti. I'm pretty big on that. <laughs> manjing with Maranti.
0: So what do I I don't know like you're you're the producer what (laughs) (laughs) you can get an executive producer credit (laughs) nice nice (laughs) all right um but uh, so anyway look for look for this like this is we're excited about this this is something that's really cool that we're working hard on and we want to make it look really good and we know that the first couple episodes are going to be you know we're filming them in Mike's apartment we're going to film them in various locations my my house but um eventually we want this to be we want to a studio we want sponsors we want everything it's going to be uh, i want
1: like the cast of the sopranos
0: i know that's the big thing so if anyone has connections to any sopranos um actors even if there be actors that were on one or two episodes like hit us up we want to know we want to know because we want them on the show um if anyone has any ideas for the show like let us know dm us at not a foodie show on twitter and instagram um and i guess facebook too i don't know uh, but, you know, hit us up because this is, it's a fun project and we really want to, like, what are some of the things that you're, like, intimidated about oh, okay. cooking? okay. I know, secret. like, you let me, really. Let me
1: pull up my notes of every, I've watched through the first, uh, th- I just finished the third season. Something I'm very excited to cook uh-huh. is lo mein. Oh yeah, why is there a lo mein? Because the sometimes they eat Chinese. In this one episode, uh, he don't gets, do any he gets to the uh, the Bing, uh-huh. and he's like, "The whole drive over here I was waiting. I was dreaming about this lo mein, and one of you ate it." <laughs> and that's the only time they talk about food. And I also like the idea of not cooking Italian food every single episode.
0: Yeah. Um, so that one. That I was, mean, the the vast majority of the show is going to be Italian American, yeah. Italian food. Yeah. Um but every once in a while we gotta throw something in there.
1: Anytime I have to bake. So like lemon meringue pie.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's not really baking. That's okay. easy. Um, if that's a pie is easy. It's not a cake. And then uh da You uh, were, he, uh, you were really intimidated by the lobsters. Last night I, I got a text a saying that we wanna get a guest that he wants to get a guest chef to cook lobsters on. I'm like, I wanna watch you cook a lobster. Galantine poulet. Oh, I love that. Who, who, what
1: episode do they make a Galantine? So, Carmela, the guy that, um, Carmela kisses, the wallpaper guy. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I'll make a, Spoiler I'll make alert make a Galantine, yeah, show. two decades. Two decades. Two decades. I'll, I'll make show. a Galantine Poulet and, um, what, what was, what's the word? A mesclun salad. Okay. Like, so, I, I was like, oh, French, okay.
0: I will, I will show you how to make a Galantine Poulet. I, I, yeah. I love it. chicken, uh, chicken Galantine. A you got to ra- watch Jacques Pepin videos because you've got to debone a whole chicken.
1: Rack of lamb. That's easy. Uh, a standing roast. Yeah. Date nut bread. Easy. Uh, we're making uh, corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> we're going to do a, Thanksgiving, a turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh, I have to make um, uh,
0: mozzarella. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah that, that's fun. That's going to be mm-hmm. a good one. I don't know. I think there's so many possibilities, and we're excited to show this to you. When
1: so with the show, we're cutting uh, little parts of The Sopranos into it. Are right you watching the whole, the whole episode?
0: Nah. No, I mean I'm I'm going through it and finding. Good, so you're good not pieces. rewatching. I'm not rewatching everything. Okay. And so if you have a you know, so what we do is we shoot, um, and you know Mike does the prep work for the cooking. He does the, the cooking. We shoot, and then I take all the media home, and over the course of a week, I put together an episode. Um, but we're trying to salt and pepper it with a little bit of uh, clips from the Sopranos, you know, fair use sort of length so we don't get in trouble by the Sopranos by HBO. Um but you know, it's uh I'm I'm trying I am watching little bits and pieces of it and I'm loving it. I'm loving everything, you know, like you the old M. watch it. I can't. I've I've watched that series at least three times all the way through and I but don't now, know if I can now do do watch that. it
1: with food on
0: the mind. You <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to do The Sopranos? I mean, you mentioned this to me a while back. like So
1: nostalgia is really big. Uh-huh. Um, they're shooting, they're, they shot the movie or they're shooting
0: the movie. The Many States of York. Many Newark? States New York. Yeah, um, which is the Sopranos prequel that's coming out in like next year, I guess. Yeah,
1: and then this is, this year, 2019, is the 20th anniversary of the first season. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of Soprano stuff around. Yeah. Um, and like, binging with Babish. Dead it's like how he got famous is just like uh-huh. cooking things that you see on tv so it just it kind of felt like the perfect storm
0: well i was things. gonna ask why like why food and the sopranos like that's more oh, sort of like, because
1: food is a ca- literally a character in the i sopranos. don't want to know
0: what like why you want to be famous yeah. <laughs> no
1: food, food every there's so many episodes based around food so many big scenes where they're having a dinner so yeah. that's
0: just like I think one of the things that I wrote in a script, and I don't know if I ever made it into an episode, but sometimes the ZD is a ZD. Sometimes it means so much more mm-hmm. on, on the surprise. And I think that that's true. Like every episode, not every episode, but almost every episode, food plays just a huge part. And it's not just them sitting down and eating. It's just, it means a lot more. Um, but yeah. So anyway, look for, look for that from us. And, uh, and we're, Really open to any feedback that anybody has. If anybody wants to help us out, if anyone wants to hook us up with Sopranos uh, cast members, former cast members, or anything, um, that's it. I mean, we'd love to have Artie Bucco on. I think Artie Bucco should host this. Movie. He's an incredible <laughs> actor. Yeah, he is. He's so good <laughs> in uh, that series. I haven't seen him in too many other things. Uh, why would but, yeah. he doesn't have to? You got that Sopranos money. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. I think that's uh, that's it. Let's uh, let's take a break and we'll talk cocktails in a minute. All right. This is Not A Foodie Show, at Not A Foodie Show on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow us, DM us, and uh, introduce us to all of your Sopranos friends. And we're back from our quick break. Thanks for listening to the Not A Foodie Show. I'm Tommy Alley, and that is Mike Marante. Hey, Mike. Mike. Yes, sir. It's our favorite time of the, of the show. What are you drinking? What are you going to drink this week? Um, it's called oh. a last flight. Last flight. I think you did that. No, I've done a show. last word. You've done a last word you didn't and you did And I've done
1: a paper plane. Yes. And this, this is a
0: mixture of the two. A mixture of the two. two? Yes. All right,
1: cool. So it's a uh, two thirds of an ounce bourbon, two thirds of an ounce green chartreuse, two thirds of, of an ounce Aperol, and two thirds of an ounce lemon juice. Okay. Shaken, uh, and then poured over it. Shaken and strained over ice. Sorry. Shaken with ice and strained into a coupe glass.
0: Ah, all mm. right. Why are you drinking that? You just think it's... Um,
1: I ordered a paper plane, and the guy was like, let me make you this. And I said, okay. Where and was that? Uptown bourbon. Down ah. the uh, street from me. It's the best part. In Hamilton Heights, New York? Yeah. It's awesome. Manhattan? 10, ten
0: out of, like, 9. 11 nine. out of 10. 11 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 9. <laughs> Same thing. What's <laughs> it What's 11 out of 10 to 10 out of 9. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure that there's math, but that's, that's so there's some calculus that tells me which is better. But I don't care. <laughs> um, um, so I am going to have. Well, let me let me preface this by saying that um, recently my mother had a big birthday, and we're having a party for her this weekend. A pretty big party um, for her this weekend, and we grew up at going to my grandmother's house. Always having manhattans, right? So a Manhattan. Um, it's a very popular cocktail. People have had it all the time. But the way that my family always made Manhattans was they made them extra sweet. And like from the time I was like 14, you 15 you extra years sweet, old. you mean like extra sweet vermouth? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. So um, I'm going to make what I grew up drinking, thinking was a Manhattan. Um, and I'm probably going to make a ton of them because they're very nostalgic for my family and my mother likes them. And... Uh, So really it's, what is it? Two parts rye, one part sweet vermouth? Yeah. If you want like a regular Manhattan. It's more like two and
1: a half, one half. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: in my family, it was always 50-50. So you use a lot of sweet vermouth and you use rye. Um, And then you you put a dash of bitters in it. In my family, we put like a tablespoon of maraschino cherry juice in it. So it's this like sweet Manhattan. I'm going to, my mother's name is Marianne. I'm going to call it the Marianne Manhattan. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe I call called after my grandma or the Archangel Manhattan that's a good one the a, Archangel a 50, Manhattan
1: 50 Manhattan
0: with Maraschino with cherries. Maraschino cherry juice and I and I think we're going to batch them up for this weekend we're just going to yeah, make a picture of them and like let people you, should, you
1: know what you should do actually you should um empty all the cherries from the Maraschino cherry jar uh-huh. and just make it in that or do you get the, the Costco size one no oh just, no, a, little just a little oh yeah. never
0: mind yeah, no. I was going to say, that's like one drink. You no, mean? no, no.
1: I was thinking you're getting like the Costco size I'm actually insurance. No. So <laughs> no. Just
0: keep it in your fridge and just have it ready. <laughs> no. So, yeah, the um, I think it. Uh, so, m- like, mom, I love you, the Marianne Manhattan, but I think that grandma gave it to me first. And so, my grandmother's name is Octangelo, which means archangel. So, I'm going to call it the Archangel Manhattan. It's and a good that's name. what we're going to have. And I think uh, if you want to, if you want to serve that, start serving that in your bar. Um, bartenders, you know, give us a ring and um, I'll, I'll charge you just a small little, you know, consultants fee. <laughs> That's it. I'm sure uh, bartenders are going to be clamoring. To oh, manage, I know. You know. My phone is lighting up already and the podcast episode hasn't even <laughs> been posted yet. Um, all right. Uh, Mike, it's been good to it's been good to back get back in podcast. Like, I'm I miss podcasting. We're doing like one every two weeks, and I'm finding that uh, I have a lot to say. Like, oh, we need more ge- host guests for the show. Yeah, I mean, DM us um, at Not a Foodie Show Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we want to hear from you. The, we're, if you have any suggestions for Soprano stuff, look for the cooking show right now. It's called No Fucking ZD. Um, that's it. Any, anything else you want to add? Thank you. Thanks at, for listening. At Mike Maranti,
1: at Team Miale, at Not A Foodie Show.
0: T-M-I-A-L-E. All right.
1: See you soon. Bye.